Hello and welcome to the Dunboyne College podcast. In this episode, Joanna, Maeve and Derek are joined by Dunboyne College students Stefano Grismondi and Noelle Lynch to discuss anxiety and how our students can best manage it. Hello everybody, so you're very welcome to this podcast today. My name is Joanna Daw, I'm a teacher here in Dunboyne College. With me we have two guidance, career guidance counsellors, Maeve Nemo and we have Derek Ball. Also with us today, we have Stefano Grismondi and we have Noelle Lynch and they are both students here and they're going to be helping us with this discussion. So today we're going to be talking about anxiety and the anxiety that students feel around their whole college course, about trying to manage their assignments, about trying to manage the workload that they have. And I'm sure now when we come to Maeve and Derek, um, they're going to talk about some of the issues that students are really presenting with, with regards anxiety around all the things that they have to do. And it's a very tough year. And we say this from day one, we say this is a really tough year. And it's all about trying to manage that workload to try to reduce that anxiety and to reduce that stress. Now, we're going to go to Derek Ball because Derek's got a great quote here. I have you, Derek. You've got a quote and he's, he can't wait to get this quote out. Come on, Derek, give us that lovely quote you've got. No, I have a couple of quotes. Oh, two? Oh, you have two? I thought you'd no, one. The, oh, one, one the first one is the art of overthinking is the art of creating problems that don't exist. Okay. Oh, I like that. And... I'm not saying that out of trying to knock anxiety or yeah. to, to knock the pressures that are out there. But I think sometimes we do overthink things. Um, and when you are suffering from, from worrying about something, I think it's really important to just take a step back and, and look at what is going on, what, what is happening. You know, take time for yourself and stay in the now and say, what is the problem? What is worrying me at the moment? Um, what's it related to? Is it related to an assignment? Is it related to a problem at home? You know, kind of rank rank the rank the worries in order of of severity. What, what's the worst thing for you at that moment in time? Don't try and solve them all. You know, try and pick one thing mm. and, and start on that. And you know, off, I think oftentimes, not dismissing any of this at all, but oftentimes uh, we kind of we worry so much over something we make it into a, a much bigger problem than it actually is. And oftentimes the problem is actually much is actually very dealable with at that moment of time if you if you if you either seek help or prioritise or change the way you're thinking, is what. Because we were talking about this earlier on and we were saying that, you know, life for everybody is very stressful. And it just seems to be the society that we're living in is part and parcel really of life, isn't it? And it doesn't matter, you know, whether you're a student, whether you're working, it doesn't matter what you're doing. I mean, stress and anxiety will come because of pressure and because of workload. And it's all about trying to manage that workload, isn't it? Well, I think, Maeve, what do you think? Yeah, like anxiety is there all around us, regardless of what we do in life. It's part of life. And a certain amount of anxiety is a good thing, especially when we look at, you know, what we're talking about specifically today in terms of workload of assignments and exam pressures and exam times and how to manage our anxiety around that. A certain amount of anxiety is good because it allows us to perform better, actually, um, because our anxiety is an inbuilt um, feature within us in terms of our fight and flight response. And that's where, you know, it's a stress anxiety uh that, that emerges from, you know, a part of our brain that's that's there for us to actually have, um, you know, our fight and flight 
response so that we can, you know, you have a certain amount of anxiety is good. And even in simple terms, if you look at, you need a bit of anxiety in terms of if you're crossing the road and a car is coming that you're going to be able to jump out of the way. That's your flight and fight response. So it makes you more alert. So a certain amount of anxiety is a good thing um, for all of us to have. But it's about when that crosses the line to becoming bigger um, and a problem. And as Derek says, the overthinking that comes with that then is um, how the anxiety can get away with itself. And this, we have to try and figure out ways then of ha- putting the lid on the anxiety and not let the overthinking uh, keep going and going and going and, and you know, just overtake each event. So it's not about whether it's anxiety for leaving your house, anxiety for public speaking, anxiety for exams. Anxiety is the same. It's not what we're afraid of. It's the anxiety emerges not not because it's the thing. It's because anxiety is being afraid of what's going to happen to you in that moment about the fear of, um, you know, the fear of failure or the fear of people laughing at me or the fear of what's going to happen to me. Will I make a show of myself? Um, what will happen to me is so it doesn't matter what what it's in, whether it's in going into a lift or, you know, going into the shop or speaking or the exams. But it's about tackling the anxiety itself, um, you know, and not letting it get out of hand. Yeah, it's definitely a, a fear, I think, of failure. And, you know, I see it with students all the time. They're they're terrified to even approach something because in their head, maybe if they if things haven't worked out in the past, they say, God, what if this happens again? And that's always niggling the back of them. But I think you really have to just all the time try to say to yourself, yeah, I'm going to attempt this. I'm going to attempt it. Um, and I'm going to try to eliminate that actual fear of that I'm going to fail this. I'm just going to try and just take it in small digestible chunks. I mean, we talk about that all the time. And, you know, when students come in for the first time. Uh, we have to go through all the assignments that they're going to have to do and the year that they're going to have. And it's going to be a long year. and It's going to be a tough year. And we always say like, and Stefan was going to laugh because he remembers me saying this. Um, how do you eat an elephant? My father used to say, how do you eat an elephant? Not right, Stefano. And we used to say, oh, I don't know. How do you eat an elephant? And he'd say, one bite at a time. So that was trying to calm us down. You know, when we had too much on, that's what he'd say. And I often used to say, you know, I'd often say like, if I was going to climb a mountain, you know, and I was looking at the top of Everest, not, not, I'll ever, never be looking at the top of Everest, I would, you know, if I looked there and I'd say, God, how am I going to get up there? This is going to take me ages. How am I going to do it? You have to just sort of start a starting point and say, if I get that far, if I get to that point and then I can go to the next. And and I think that's the way you have to approach it, you know, really. So, Derek, did you want to say no, something? I have another quote there. And oh, it's, it's just like you said. Quote. Quote. No. Oh, you're <laughs> flying with your quotes today no, now. No, our anxiety does not come from thinking about the future but from wanting to control it. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's exactly what you, what you yeah. just said. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that, that is yeah. so true, and isn't it's, it? It's having the gift of being able to step back, like what Maeve was saying, and, and working out what's going on here. Like it's, when I approach, when I deal with, say, students with anxiety, I kind of categorise two different categories. One is kind of normal anxiety and then the other is severe anxiety. Yeah. So it is. And, and in a lot of the cases, it's normal anxiety. Yeah. So it is. And it's very dealable with. Yeah. So yeah. And I think when when you talk about, you know, like that low anxiety or high anxiety um, and the difference between them. And then, you know, you talk about eating the elephant uh, or climbing the mountain and you have to start somewhere. But I think to to deal with anxiety going forward, to eliminate it back to a low anxiety, if it is reaching a higher level, is to look at 
what you've done before and the facts always is will help keep the lid on the anxiety. So about starting to climb the mountain, it, it's, it's very hard to start. It's very hard to say to somebody, well, we have to start somewhere. And, you know, you just think about starting now. And that's very difficult for a lot of people because there's nothing to base that on as to how to get started. So it's about looking at the back, what you've done before, what are the facts that you have in the past? You know, well, if it's an exam, how have I prepared for it? Um, what did I do in the last exam? OK, I did really badly in the last exam and I wouldn't want to do that again. But what could I do differently then to make that change? So tackling, facing the anxiety, facing what the actual issue is and learning more about the issue to build to build a confidence in yourself, to know that mm-hmm. you're going to be able to tackle it better the next time. Yeah. And then that helps get you started. It's probably like knowing, knowing the triggers as well. Yeah. Triggers. Exactly. Like yeah. learn what does, we all have triggers for anxiety, yeah. different things, if it's exams or if it's a family yeah. problem or, and try and work around those things. Yeah. I mean, as you said, like enough of the time around exams, so many students are prepared for exams. Mm-hmm. They're so well prepared. They've done so much during the year with the teachers in their own study, in their assignments. They don't know, they don't realise how well prepared they are. And then they forget it, don't they? Yeah. Because the word exam yeah. is there. They yeah. forget that they're actually yeah. well prepared and they let the... And that's the trigger, let, isn't it? Yeah, the yeah. Word that's exam. the trigger. And they, they let the anxiety then just have no lid and it just erupts um, to the point then that some people will leave an exam or leave a room, which mm-hmm. is the worst thing we can do in any situation for anxiety. We need to stay and face it. So it's often about facing... Uh, facing the anxiety f- head on um, and not running away from it because when we run away from it what happens is well the next exam that you go to or the next situation that causes anxiety is going to be even heightened the anxiety because of what happened to you before so anxiety will always chase you um, so y- you stay you stay fast and you y- it might be uncomfortable and people might you know might start to have the physiological physiological effects of it, like sweaty hands and feeling sick and dizzy and all those things. But that's the short term pain. Mm. So it's very uncomfortable. But I think um, when students learn or people learn that a short term gain, a short term pain, sorry, a short term pain of that uncomfortable feeling, while not dangerous, once you work through it, you, you see that it's not dangerous. It's it's uncomfortable. The anxiety or a panic attack is uncomfortable, but not dangerous. And when you go through that and stick with it, you learn then that it hasn't um, it hasn't caused the, maybe the outcome that you thought that might happen. And then the next time that that reduces your anxiety the next time. So you're not running away from it. You're staying put within the within the moment of it. So it's the short term pain is for the long term gain. So the long term gain is that the anxiety is disappearing. And I think as well, that gives you great confidence when you've actually stood and you faced something, you know, you haven't left an exam or, you know, you've just sort of Buckle, you've buckled up and you've just said, right, I'm going to do this thing. I am just going to try to see if I can complete this task or if I can stay in this exam hall or whatever. And that then makes you feel really good about yourself because you faced something and you faced a massive fear. We're going to come to our two students. We have two lovely students today and they're they're lovely because they're my students. They're from my wee family, my wee liberal arts family. Isn't that right? Noelle's looking at me going, what are you on about now? She's like, listen to me in the class every day. So we have Noelle Lynch and Noelle has come back 
back to school as a mature student. I'm okay to say that because I'm mature as well. You're not going to insult it if I call you a mature student. You look fantastic. And uh, Noelle has come back now to study on the liberal arts course and we have Stefano Grismondi and another mature student as well. You've kind of been through the University of Life as well, like a lot of us. And then you've decided then to come back into education again. So we wanted just to sort of, I suppose, throw that out to the both of you. We'll go to Stefano first. Pick up that wee microphone there. Now that's it. So, um, you know, I, I teach you both um, a lot of subjects, five subjects. And I know I am throwing assignments at you. I think you're really scared to see me walking into the class. Here she comes again. God, has she got another assignment there with her? Yes, I always do have. But, you know, how are you? Co- First of all, you're very welcome. And, you know, we have a great class and we enjoy well, I enjoy the classes. You might hate them. I enjoy the classes every week and we have a great wee relationship and you're you're both extremely hard workers. And I was just going to say that, like you're both always on time with assignments. And I, I know that you're really, you know, tr- trying to hit those deadlines and you're doing it and all the rest of it. But I want you just to tell me, how are you coping with the workload? How do you find it, first of all? Do you find it a heavy workload? And how are you coping? And have you felt that you've been anxious at any time around any of this workload that you have since you started? Stefano, we'll go to you first. Firstly, I'm honoured to be here. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Um, First of all, I'd like to say the anxiety, there's no getting away from anxiety, first and foremost, especially personally speaking myself, going back to my leaving cert after 15 years, anxiety, if that's what you call it, it was out the door so every day I wanted to turn around walking to the school and go back home because I just didn't think I was able for it because mm-hmm. when I was younger unfortunately I didn't get the opportunity to sit my leaving cert I had just done my leaving the junior cert sorry and went straight into working I worked for about 15 years and uh, realised that education was the way forward unfortunately I didn't have anyone push me back then to say look do stick at it do it so no support really and I just went and done my own thing. And then obviously when you start working, you see a bit of money, you don't really look back. You think that's life, then you're it's sorted. It's tough then, isn't it? But back? it's not, it's true. It's far from what so it is. So going back, doing my leaving cert, as I said, yes, anxiety was also a part of it. But I just endured. I kept on going. I made sure I was in every single class. And with the help of the teachers, which you've been in class the whole time, you will um, succeed, definitely. Because if I've succeeded, anyone anyone out there can succeed because I couldn't put pen to paper a year and a half ago and now all of a sudden I'm in a PLC course doing assignments which I would never have done before honest to God I would if someone said that to me two years ago you're going to be in PLC doing assignments I've got not a chance that's not going to happen I'll even bet on it I would have lost a lot of money <laughs> and do you f- have you felt overwhelmed or there's times when you feel this is all too much and I am completely overwhelmed with all of this no Yes, but no, because I put this question to my mentor, Joanna, yourself, and other teachers. How do I work this out? And it's simple. Them two quotes were, um, they're unbelievable quotes. And the analogies that you've used here as well were very good because it's so true. Them quotes, they're really true, them quotes. And I find that Mine if you break it week, down, <laughs> if you really break it down into bite-sized pieces, do one little bit at a time, even an hour a day, come the end of the week, you're going to find you have a lot done. And it, it really is like that. If you start piling them up and trying to do them all together, of course you're going to get anxious. Of course you're going to have that feeling of anxiety inside you. Because 
you're thinking, oh, this, I have five, six, seven, eight assignments next year, then I have CEO form, oh, I want to go to DC, I want to go to this car. Thinking about all them things, as the quote says, don't be thinking about the future. Do what you have to do now and do it step by step. And also what helps is that there's the guidance councils here, Maeve and Derek, very helpful. Anything that I needed went straight to them first. And I tell you what, I couldn't ask for a better guidance council. You didn't go to me first. You went to them first, did you? <laughs> <laughs> and then also, I think what's the great asset of this college is the learning hub. You've got Gemma, Anya, Catherine, you've got all the girls over there are all fantastic. Mm-hmm. And anytime I needed help with any assignment or anything at all, I go straight to them and they'll sort it all out. You just book an appointment with them. Everything is really easy as well. You just book everything through online with yourself, with Derek and Maeve, with the Learning Hub. And everything has just been sorted out for me. And I went there. The word I like to use is exhaust. Mm-hmm. Exhaust the resources that are available to you in the college and you will succeed. Because I'm living an example of this and it's it's really mm-hmm. true. I can't even put it any other way. Yeah. And Noelle, I'm going to ask you now the same question. I mean, I, I know that, oh, you don't mind me saying, I know you've got children and you're, you're, you've got family life and you've got all everything that that brings with it. How are you coping with this busy extra workload now that you have? Yeah, I suppose on my part, it's a very conscious decision to come back and go back to studying again after almost 30 years. Um, the biggest anxiety level for me coming in, I suppose, wasn't anything to do with coming into a class with other students who are all just out of school. It was more the technology and how everything is done nowadays because it's all so completely different. I probably was a bit naive the first couple of weeks because I kind of sailed through it all and I was telling everybody this is lovely and it's really, really nice. And then the assignments start coming mm-hmm, in and mm-hmm. that's when the definitely the kind of stress levels start to rise. Mm-hmm. Um, but a bit like what you guys were saying, I suppose the benefit of being older is that I've probably learned a bit how to mm-hmm. how to come at that. Mm-hmm. So I had already decided I wasn't going to let it all overwhelm me too quickly. Um, because once you do f- start feeling overwhelmed, it kind of is then hard to stand back and look at the bigger picture and figure it all out. So no more than we've discussed this before, I'm a great advocate of everything in life, of having lists and schedules. And Mm. so once the assignments started appearing, I got out my little A4 diary. I do everything in handwriting. I don't Mm -hmm. use my phone for anything. I have a calendar and everything goes up on the calendar and into my to-do list. So on any given week, I can see on every day where the time slots are that I can get stuff done, you know, around college classes, my kids, grind, sports and all the rest of it. So on a Monday morning, I know exactly where my peak time, shall we say, where I can get things done. So I might not necessarily get an hour done in something every day, but I know, for example, on a Tuesday morning, I'll get four hours done before I come into classes. And on a Friday, I spend all day long. I don't even talk to anyone and get stuck into assignments. So that's kind of how I would deal with with that. But if I didn't take that approach and if on a Monday I didn't have a plan, I would be stressed out of my brains all week long. Yeah. So, so like planning is really huge. important, isn't it? To try. Yeah. And so I, I think yeah. Noelle actually there mm. has, uh, I think she should have our job. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's exactly, uh, it's exactly what I, I we try to tell students yeah. you to do is um, to, to make sure that they know Everything has its own slot and exactly the way you're describing it there, um, that there's time for going to class, there's time for looking after children, there's time for doing the shopping, there's time for making the dinner, there's time for all these different slots. And there's also time for an assi- for doing assignments. 
and it's being organised and knowing in your head space when you have these slots available to you um, that that reduces the panic and the anxiety over oh my god I've got another assignment oh my god there's another one there's another one oh what's that one you hear a classmate save another one and then it's all a big mush in your head whereas when you have it in a in an organised pattern like that be it you know whether students do that digitally or you do it on paper, but exactly as Noel has has it down to a T is perfect because that then allows your headspace to be. No, I might have lots and lots of assignments to get through, um, but I know that I've got Thursday evening. There's two hours slotted for there. Friday morning, there's another two hours, and you've all those times slotted while you still have time for all your other things in life because life isn't just about mm. one item. Sure, it's not. It has you have your family. You have you know you need to have downtime penciled into your schedule as well. Um, so it's, it's brilliant to hear that you're you're so organised and have it off to a tea like that with you know the planning, um, and it's great to hear Stefano is is doing so well with organised and you know they're they're two great examples of how the students are really organising themselves with That's why with, we ask um, them. with with the, yeah the the workload. Um, so well done to both of you. Thank you. Yeah. No, Just to say as well, congratulations to both of you. you know, we really admire you. I think as mature students to take that move to come back yeah. is just, I think it's brilliant. And you're, you're both mm. doing fantastic. Yeah. So, but I think anxiety, it's like any other condition. I mean, it's, it's the same as any condition. A, a cure or a resolution is not going to follow the sky. Yeah. So it's not, you know, and just like you said, Noel and Stefani, you have to, you know, grab it and come up with a solution yourself. No one's going to hand you a solution. And like the simple things like being organised, that just helps so yeah. much with anxiety. Like if if, 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 if if there is a problem, you have to sort it out and come up with a plan that helps you sort recognise the problem and come up with a solution to it. I know not everybody will always be able to do that very easily. And I accept that if you have severe or heightened anxiety, you might need help doing that. But for the most case of anxiety, it is about being being prepared and being, or, and being positive. I think as well, you know, being positive, and which both of you are, is, yeah. is one of the most important things as well. You have to stay positive and you have to accept you cannot control everything. And I think that's right. where we see students, yeah. isn't it? A lot of students, Derek, that do have, you know, that are different then from Stefano and Noel yeah. in terms of the other side of that coin who aren't, who are struggling and do have a lot of anxiety over the assignments. So while this is a brilliant example of how to manage it, there's the other side. We meet an awful lot of students who struggle a huge amount with trying to get their headspace yeah. around the assignments and there's just so much stuff coming in that they don't know what to do with it and they can't get organised and they just can't find that route they can't find that way um, you know to, to to get it and we have so many tips and, and advice to help students with and what we'd really encourage students is to come and talk to us wouldn't we? Yeah. Um, and go through the different things like what Stefano and Noel already do to go through those type of things with students to give them that support and encouragement um, because we know when students come to us not just us but all the supports within the college we know that 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 helps them to succeed, but also helps reduce anxiety. We can, I, I know you're the same, Derek, when you have a student in with you and they come in and you can see the anxiety all over them um, and you're talking through different things and you literally put a plan in place of, OK, we'll do this with modules, we'll do this with, um, you know, your assignments, whatever. And you can see the shoulders easing, dropping. You can see them actually um like they're relaxing there mm. and then and feeling so much better that they actually have a plan now um, and it, the anxiety is reduced right there in front of you. 
Uh, you see that, yeah. I'm sure, as well. Oh, when definitely. You're and I think students. you have to be willing. I think the most important thing is to be willing to change as well. Yeah. Like speaking to Noel and Stefano, they were willing to change and they're yeah. willing to do things differently. So like when, when you are in a heightened anxiety, you know, don't be expecting everything to stay the same. Something has to change to reduce that anxiety. And normally you have to change. The, the students themselves have to change either the way they're doing things or how they're approaching things and come up with a way that, with the help of Maeve or I or with, with, a, with a friend, come up with a way that does help them change the way they're doing things or the way they're approaching things. And I think as well the support, because uh, when you were just talking about that, um, Stefano and Noel, you know, I know that you are a big support. You both support other students in the class. And I've seen you do that. And I've seen you try to talk them, talk to them about getting themselves organised and encouraging them all the time. And I think that's brilliant as well when, you know, obviously you two are very organised and you're trying to help other students as well. And you're kind of, um, I suppose somebody that the students can go to as well apart from you know obviously Mer- D- um, Derek and Maeve as well yeah, but classmates are so classmates important are to so each other vital actually vital there's something to add to that when I was actually doing my leaving cert one of my teachers actually told me don't worry when you go to college you'll be helping people it won't be the other way around because I was there saying oh I'll have to get help off students she said mm-hmm. no 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 you're going to be helping them and I didn't believe her Mm-hmm. It's so true. I came here and I couldn't believe that people ask me, oh, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. How do I go mm-hmm. about this? Mm-hmm. I actually thought it was going to be completely the other way around. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, that mm-hmm. helps your confidence, yeah. I'm sure, as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, because mm-hmm. uh, you've come into college and you're you're new back to it all as well. But now you get confidence out of helping other people as well. Um, saying, God, I am actually uh, able to do it. But they, they, they think I'm able to do it as well. And I am actually able to do it. They're asking me, where do I find that? And that does wonders for you as well as a person in terms of your growth. Mm-hmm. And can I just add to that? Yeah, the yeah, flip go side ahead, of that yeah. is because I came in having not done anything academically for 30 years. So there was no technology, no nothing. And the flip side of us being a help to others is they've all been a great help to me yeah. as well, because yeah. generally there's things come up in terms of technology or documents, whatever yeah. that. Well, I can't speak for you, but certainly I would have had no mm-hmm. clue. And at, at the moment, you need to be able to do something in the class. And they're really, really supportive back the way so it's a very collaborative kind of yeah, it's uh, great. environment as yeah. well and you need class. that you, you really do. need that yeah. help don't you yeah and people are whatsapping each other and getting help from exactly. that perspective as well so mm-hmm. it's all very nurturing I suppose yeah. uh, to a degree as well you know yeah. and isn't that when you, when you think about that actually and you think about the extra heightened anxiety that had that was around because of COVID with the online issue. Like so when you, when we look at having all our classes online mm-hmm. between January and May for the end of last year and the disconnection people felt from their classmates because your classmates are so crucial mm-hmm. because as you just described, the two sides of that coin, like everybody's gaining in the class and that helps reduce anxiety as well mm-hmm. um, in lots of ways. So when students are all online and they don't have that um, that connection with the rest of their classmates, mm-hmm. it's very different, isn't it, online? You can't really say to you know, you just can't nudge the person beside you. Go, where did you find yeah. that? Where, you know, where, where did you get that from? Yeah. <laughs> it's very insular then. And you, f- you can feel very isolated then, can't you? So we're going to actually have to wrap it up now. Um, so I wanted to just finish off, I suppose, with um, Maeve and Derek. Could you just give us a few pointers in how, what sort of coping mechanisms we can put in place to cope with 
anxiety? I suppose there's so many different things. One thing I just say is, I kind of always said, it's, it's okay to be okay. Mm. And it's okay not to be okay. Do you mean, sometimes I think, we maybe it's innate, we feel we almost have to be anxious sometimes. You don't always have to be anxious. But um, lots of different, just small things. Like, you know, I always think, uh, stay in the here and now. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one of my big things in life, is just stay in the here and now and deal with what you can today. Okay, we can't deal with tomorrow. We can't deal with the next day. We don't know what's going to come down the line. So I, I just stay in the here and now and deal with one thing at a time. Always, always, always try change your thinking and your behaviour into what you've done before in the past. So pinch yourself to try to get into that thinking all the time to remind yourself, what did I do in the past? How have I achieved in the past? So you'll find when you do an assignment, then the next assignment, just got, I actually got, I actually did okay in that last assignment. I actually was able to do it. So like, I know that I can do it um, and bring that forward. And, and, and that in, in all aspects of life, but because we were talking today specifically about the workload of assignments and exams, it's about yeah trying to bring yourself to think and what have I what have I just done and can I do it I can do it because this happened the last time or I changed that afterwards so this is what I've done differently now to make it better this time so always reminding ourselves about what we've done in the past to help the anxiety um, to calm down excellent and we're going to finish as well with Stefano and Noel what advice would you both have asked you first, Stefano? What advice would you have to students who are trying to reduce their anxiety around the workload they have? Attend every class. Try mm-hmm. not to miss any days. Mm-hmm. And as I said before, uh, exhaust the resources that are available to you. Mm-hmm. And try to be friends with everybody. Help and be helped. Excellent. Noel. I suppose add, adding further than to all that, I would say just a bit like with your analogy about the elephant, just take everything in small pieces because I think otherwise it does really can become very, very mm-hmm. overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So, you know, start one assignment and finish that assignment. Don't keep three or four of them on the go and you're deblin with all of them at the same time. I just think that becomes very, very stressful mm-hmm. in itself. So mm-hmm. that's what I've done so far because I did definitely after the first few weeks when it started piling up, think was getting a bit yeah. anxious about it all. So I just decided I can only deal with one thing mm-hmm. at a time. So that's what I do. Get one done, tick in the box and I don't even think about another one until that's done. And that for me yeah. helps. Uh, so just lists, my highlighters, the other big thing. Yeah, Good yeah. set of highlighters. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. And I just want to say as well, you know, Maeve and Derek are our guidance counsellors here and they do a fantastic job. And, you know, obviously, you know how much we appreciate what you're doing. But we also wanted to make students aware that that service is there. It's available. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I know that you've helped so many students. I've often sent students over, over to you that were very anxious, very stressed, and I've seen the change in them. So I would just sort of say to anybody that's going to be listening there, um, you know, please avail of that service. And as Stefano said, you know, that service is there for everybody. So, you know, just if you're feeling anxious, go and speak to Maeve and Derek. And Can Derek has quote? another, <laughs> another quote. What do you like with all your quotes? No. Is this your third quote? Yeah, my third quote. And I'll come here just say, everyone, just do your, do your best is all you can do. Yeah. And as the quote says, go easy on yourself. Whatever you do today, let that be enough. It is true. No, it is very true. It, it is very true. Um, excellent. So thank you very much, Maeve, thank Derek. Thank you, Joanna. And thank you so much to Stefano and Noel today for joining us. Thanks thank very you. much. You're welcome. Thank you very much. I want to just say as well, thank you very much to Rob today, who is our production manager, doing a great job as always. Thanks very much, Knight. See you next time.
You have been listening to the Dunboyne College Podcast, hosted by Joanna Daw. Guests were Maeve Nemo, Derek Ball and Dunboyne College students Stefano Grismondi and Noel Lynch. Sound recording and editing was by Rob Kelly and this is a DCFE media production. You can find out more about Dunboyne College on our website, www.dunboynecollege.ie.